This is Speaking of Writers on Capital Region Sunday. I'm Steve Richards. Greg Isles, author of the number one New York Times bestselling Mississippi Blood, the final book in the Natchez Burning Trilogy, returns with an electrifying tale of friendship, betrayal, and devastating secrets. The book is called Cemetery Road. Shakespeare wrote, No legacy is so rich as honesty. The good old boys that run Bienville's Poker Club in the new standalone novel from number one bestselling author Greg Isles must have not read this particular line. Lies and secrets run the town of Bienville, Mississippi. In Cemetery Road, Isles peels back the layers of deception to unveil the intricate and complicated relationships that define not just this one small town, but the defined human nature. Greg Isles has spent most of his life in Natchez, Mississippi. His first novel, Spandau Phoenix, was the first of 16 New York Times bestsellers. Mentioned his Natchez Burning trilogy, it continued the story of Penn Cage, the protagonist of The Quiet Game, Turning Angel, and number one New York Times bestseller, The Devil's Punchbowl. Isles' novels have been made into films and published in more than 35 countries. He's a member of the lit rock group, The Rock Bottom Remainders. Lives in Natchez with his wife and his three children. Happy to have Greg Isles back on this program. Welcome. Glad to be back, Steve. As you embark on your book tour for Cemetery Road. Describe this new novel, Greg. Okay. It's about a guy, a journalist. I've started to think of him. It wasn't based on this character, but I think of him as sort of a John Meacham character, the historian you see on uh, MSNBC. Yes. He's a guy who, who left his small town at 18 after a contentious relationship with his father. That's a new thing to me. And he's forced to return home later in life at the peak of his success because his father's terminally ill. And I think that's something a lot of people are going through out there of a certain age. You know, you have to sort of drop everything and go home. He has to run his father's newspaper when he gets back, and he's basically waiting for his father to die. But being in that position at a period where a Chinese paper mill is about to put up a billion-dollar plant in his formerly thriving small town. You know, the town is now a shell of itself, and that's something we see all over America, not just the South, but the Rust Belt. And the town is very desperate, and they're willing to do almost anything to get to plant. That's not even just a small town thing. Think of uh, New York and Amazon, you know. We just live in a time in America where jobs, good jobs, are so scarce, and it's about how far people will go to get that. And then finally, as you referred to, I think this book is about secrets more than anything else. The secrets that between husbands and wives, parents and children, siblings, it's those things that, that control so much of human life and yet we don't see them. You know, we look at people's behavior, we're puzzled. We look at things that happen in our town, we wonder why. It's uh, often because, you know, we don't have the facts. And, and because, as you mentioned, the poker club, it's also important that the mayor, the alderman, those kind of people, that's never where the real power lies in a town. We're chatting with number one New York Times bestselling author Greg Isles here on Speaking of Writers. His new novel is called Cemetery Road. Let's talk about this town. What is this town, Bienville, Mississippi, like? It's, you know, for the first time I've created a fictional town. Um, you know, the, my trilogy was set in my actual hometown of Natchez and in Concordia Parish, Louisiana, which, you know, the FBI in the 60s called a cesspool of America, you know, with the Ku Klux Klan. Um, it's a sort of a minefield to write in a real place. And so 
for Cemetery Road, I created a fictional town not too far from Natchez, and that gave me the freedom to deal with some of the secrets and the themes that are in this book. I, I'm tired of that sort of blood sport where I'm from of people trying to figure out if certain characters are based on real people and that kind of thing. And So Bienville is a small place that was once once great and wealthy, even though it was small. And, uh, you know, the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s have had its way with it, with people migrating outward and children moving away and never coming back. And I think that's a familiar story for, you know, 80% of the people in America probably. We're chatting with uh, Greg Isles. Uh, his new one is Cemetery Road. That character, Marshall McEwen. Uh, how did you create Marshall? You mentioned as uh, you thought about John Meacham earlier. Yeah, you know, and he didn't grow out of Meacham. Although I did get to meet Meacham, I was doing a uh, appearance out in California with Dave Barry, and I met uh, Meacham there. And uh, you know, I think guys like that have taken on a little bit of what the old anchors back in the day, like Walter Cronkite had. I think our present-day anchors don't have that sort of gravitas and charisma and personality, but guys like Meacham sort of provide that because of their accomplishments, writing history and that kind of thing. And so Marshall is sort of a cross between that and Woodward and Bernstein, you know, and uh, an investigative reporter who's tough, he's done really well, and for him to come back to a small town, I think what he spent his life doing made him uniquely uh, qualified to deal with corruption. And, of course, I think when he left that town, he had no idea what really made the town go and how corrupt it really is. And I, I've seen that firsthand. I mean, I, these small southern towns, they're ruled by a very small group of people. And I imagine it's, in all honesty, it's probably not very different in New England, you know, if you don't have to go back very far to know where the real power is in those towns. Where'd the title come from, Cemetery Road? Cemetery Road is, uh, you know, in Natchez, that's a very significant place to me. I think most towns have a Cemetery Road by name, but you know what Cemetery Road really is? I think it was my bandmate, Stephen King, who said, you know, uh, he was talking about a writer and knowing his area, saying he knows where all the dirt roads go, you know? Mm, yeah. Cemetery Road is that road that goes from the town out in deep out into the county it's the place where kids go park and it's a place where fights happen it's a place where people have probably been murdered before it's just it's that place in everybody's county where significant events happen that probably never made the newspaper or the truth never became known we're chatting with greg isles here on speaking of writers his new book is cemetery road in what way greg is this book that you wrote different from the book you set out to write I tell you, I set out to write a different book. When I was coming off the trilogy, I was—I initially was writing a sort of double indemnity type book set in Oxford, Mississippi, where I went to college and where William Faulkner lived, etc. And I will write that book one day. But it, I, about halfway through, something just struck me that it was wasn't the right book at the right time, and I just sometimes you have to walk away. And so, Cemetery Road, I had been thinking about for a while. Not really the external constructions we've been talking about, but more the the devastating secret that's buried at the end of this novel that I think nobody will see coming or predict. I mean, it, it's the only book I know of that actually has this in it. And that was always the core of it. And I think if you ask me what's different about what I wound up with, it's this. 
what I thought of is sort of just the shell of the novel. Marshall coming home, dealing with the realities of a shrunken small town that's desperate. That became a bigger part of the book. And the poker club, those those were so much based in reality that they become became a much bigger part of the book than I'd expected. That's what's different. How have you evolved, Greg, as a writer since you wrote that very first novel that I mentioned earlier back in 1993, Spandau Phoenix? Wow. Uh, you know, my evolution really happened not long after that. You know, I'd been a musician up till then, after college, and I chose to write because I realized, you know, I was never going to be the best in the world as a musician or among the best in the world, and writing was something I could just had always been able to do. And so I very calculatedly set out. I, I was almost 30. I knew I needed a career, and I set out to write a bestseller in a calculating way. And I did it. I was lucky. And I wrote two books set in World War II in Germany, which I'd been born in Germany, so I knew it from my parents. But pretty quickly after that, the huge transition in my career, the evolution, was after that point. I took a hard turn away from what was successful and came back to Mississippi, the place I knew. And so that was the huge change in my career. And then I think from then I've steadily evolved, getting closer and closer and closer to the the hardest realities about my region of the country, you know, the South. And I think, you know, with the election of Trump, we've seen that the things that for which the South has been excoriated for decades really are alive and well in other parts of the country as well. So the way it turned out. You mentioned earlier you went to Ole Miss, graduated in 1983. While you were there, you lived in the cabin where William Faulkner and his brothers listened to those countless stories told by Mammy Callie. What was that like, that experience? That was, uh, you know, that was a special time. I I hadn't really, I didn't, I'm not saying this to diss Ole Miss at all, but I hadn't planned to go to Ole Miss when I left uh the little private school I was at in Mississippi, I was a national merit finalist and I had an opportunity to go to a lot of colleges. Uh, Dartmouth was one, and, and I ended up not choosing any of them just out of laziness, and I went to Ole Miss. But there I ended up studying um, English and the novel under uh, Willie Morris, who edited Harper's Magazine in New York during the time when they had some great writers. and He brought down William Styron and James Dickey and John Knowles and these guys, and then out there I was living in Faulkner's old maid's cabin, and I mean, it was, uh, I mean, what could you ask for as far as formative years of being a writer, you know, that was just great. When you're not writing, what genres do you especially enjoy reading, and are there some that you avoid? I used to read the competition, you know, a lot, what I considered my competition, but I tell you, what I find myself doing now more is rereading the books that I really enjoyed. It's rare that I find new ones where I'm just blown away and really love it. Uh, I'll go back to the things that I really loved and just, you know something's great when you find something new in it every time, you know? And are you working on a new novel? Uh I'm working on about four. <laughs> you know, and for, for me, work, I'm telling you, when you say work, most people think of working on a novel is writing. That's not. In a way, that's the easy part. You know, work, the real work on a novel happens in your head and in your soul. It's, it's the thinking. It's the passive, whatever magic happens while you're living life and doing the other thing. You know, for me, by the time I sit down to actually write the thing, it's like taking dictation. You know, I work 18 hours at a time 
my fingers go as fast as they can humanly move. I don't sit there pondering it, man. It just comes out, you know. So getting yourself into that space is the trick. Greg Isles, and he's going to be on tour, too, uh, this spring for Cemetery Road. Thank you for joining me. Thanks a lot. I really enjoyed it. And you can get more info on Greg Isles. He's got a website, uh, gregisles.com, Facebook slash Greg Isles Author, and uh, Twitter at Greg Isles. Book again is Cemetery Road. And that's speaking of writers in Capital Region Sunday, a production of Town Square Media Albany for this week. We'll be back again next week with another edition. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve Richards.